Thanks for tuning in to the Game Raven Review Podcast. We're going to be doing a 24-hour charity stream, July 31st, all day. It's going to feature so many games from Move or Die, Don't Starve Together, Stardew Valley. We're going to have Jackbox, Valheim, Raft, a little dance party in the mix, a little bit of Gartic Phone action, Pummel Party, a little Among Us right at the end. And all of us, besides Sam, are getting pied in the face for every $100 raised. And this money is going to a very, very special thing. The kids in our hearts. We're raising money for the kids. July 31st. And that's what we're doing. Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Sam, and like I am every week, I am joined by some very talented writers to discuss the world of indie games. And this week, we're going to be talking about game mechanics. And the writers that I have with me this week that will be talking about game mechanics will be Taz. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am doing all right for a Monday as we're recording, and I'm very tired. Um, also with us would be Bro Tuzak. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Welcome, Emmy, to the new era of the Game Raven Review Podcast. Thank you so much. And last but not least, we have Puppet. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you all for being with me this week, and we'll be right back with the segment, What Are We Playing? See you there. Thank you for still listening to the Game Raven Review Podcast with one of our main segments, which is what are we playing? And let's start off with Taz. What have you been playing for the last week? Um, so I did another stretch of um Destroy All Humans and um and then I started Prey on Saturday. That game is full of just it, it's in your face like you're just in a simulation at the first part of it. Spoilers. Um, it's been out since like 2018, I think. Um, but that part was cool. Everything else, like, I'm just like, eh, that's me. That's all I got. All right. And bro to Zach. Well, I haven't played any indie games and I've kind of been like going back and forth between doing Halo 3, just PvP once again. And just, you know. It started off with me just destroying everybody, and it's really fun when that happens. And then it ended up flip-flopping where I'm the lowest one on the board, and I'm getting destroyed. So I ended up rage-quitting that. And kind of in the middle, I played a little Gartic Phone, that little browser kind of Pictionary drawing game. I I had another explanation for what exactly it was, but it's a good drawing game that's really great to play with friends. And, And then I've been doing a lot of Pokemon Nuzlocke's. I did one what was a ROM hack was like polished crystal version because that's the best version. And they even make it into like kind of the Gen 5 of Pokemon era. And then I've just hopped into a Pokemon Emerald Nuzlocke, just a just a normal Emerald one. So I'm about I'm about half ish way through that one right now. So nothing crazy, but it's been a blast playing through all that stuff. Just a lot of nostalgia. Bro, you're so cool. What does that even mean? 
<laughs> That's why his name was Bro. Yeah. You just sounded just now, you just like sounded so cool talking about your Pokemon. You're a master, man. Oh yeah, well, I am. Yeah. I try. I try sometimes. <laughs> Being the very best, like no one ever before. And now Puppet, also. How about you? Okay. Sorry. Um uh there's an ice cream truck that literally was like parked outside of our house for a second, and I think he's gone. Anyway, let me know if you hear ice cream truck music. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, one of those weird SpongeBob ice creams. Oh. Yeah. With the gumball eyes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Taz, you like the um, Spider Man ones, yeah? Really? Ooh, yeah. I'm actually a Choco Taco fan because the Spider Man ones always do not look like Spider Man. I see. Oh. The drumstick also was like really nice. Oh, oh yeah, our freezer's full of them right now. So good. Is. Yum. Well, that's exciting. Yes, we might have some drumsticks Ooh. for the twenty-four hour stream, fam. I'm also excited for that. That's why I was excited. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, games. Uh, <laughs> what am I playing this week? Um, I am nearing the end of the Witch's House MV. Extra mode, uh, wow, it is insane. I felt like I was going insane. There's so many jump scares and I died so many times. That game on extra mode is super hard, but I'm making my way through. And um, I'm pretty sure my viewers think that I am like um, certifiably insane at this point, but it's fine. Whatever, it's spooky Saturday, things happen. Um, so I'm playing that. Um, I also got to play got to demo a game this week called duru a game about mole rats and depression sounds like my kind of game honestly i know uh it's like a 2d platformer um you're a little uh mole rat named tully and it's like about uh their struggles with depression and friendship and it's told in this like super colorful uh really like the artwork is very cool it's a very like unique colorful world um and you have a little paintbrush and you can paint different tools that you need to figure out different puzzles which is kind of cool um and so yeah i got i played through like the first uh hour and a half or so of that and that was really fun um it's made by uh twisted ramble games and they say that they make kind of funny serious games and i love that because i'm kind of funny serious a little bit and i like that um and their team is uh three led by three women so that's always nice to support the ladies um so yeah uh they're still working on it it's like super early on like um the the sound design is awesome um and the artwork was really cool i did run into a couple bugs um, but again, it's like, you know, super early on and um, the devs were super responsive. They they seem like a really great, um, great team. So the concept is really cool, too. So I'm I'm excited to see, you know, how they um, continue to develop this this um, quirky, cool little game. Um, so, yeah, those two. And then on um, Monday, last Monday for a Raven party, I played Raft for the first time and that was an adventure um it was me and taz and emerald actually um and uh raft is um it's i don't know it's pretty fun you're basically just on a raft and you're trying to survive with your 
with your friends and um you can play single player or you can play with other people um and you're just in the middle of an ocean that is really littered with all kinds of stuff that you have to gather to like build and um there is a shark and the shark is not friendly so look out um I'm also really good at the game, right, Absolutely. guys? <laughs> you fished out that trash so well. Amazing. That's For some reason, that just doesn't sound <laughs> right. I'm really good at gathering flowers. And catching fish. That's important. And catching fish. Yes. Cooking yes. the fish, sometimes it didn't quite make mm. it to the fire. Mm. Sometimes I would eat it raw, accidentally. Sushi. Sushi night. This, sound, this sounds like don't starve, and you just... I'm surprised you killed the fish. Uh, you know, I'm okay with killing fish. Like, in survival games, fishing is okay for some reason. Um, but, like, I did not want them to kill the shark. I was like, this is making me very sad. Please don't kill my friend. He responds. He's being rude. I know, but sometimes I'm rude. Does that mean I have to get killed, you know? like I mean, just don't be biting on, you know, a piece of the raft that I built. And then, yeah, mm. you won't get stabbed. Maybe he was having a hard day. I don't know. Every day. <laughs> I mean, we did, like, Emerald did inform us of the lore behind Raft and that the entire world is underwater at this point. So he probably is upset. There's a bunch of garbage in his, in his home. Totally good. You know, I would, yeah, I would be too. Yeah. So. I mean, now mm -hmm. he can live in everyone's home because they're all in his home. Oh. Mm. Wow. Just got too real for me. <laughs> Big compound now. Cool. <laughs> whoa okay also anyway. going back to duro or duri duri is it is it duri duru i like his little bug friend du duru i think duru he's he's very cutesy yeah um apparently he's unhelpful i didn't get to the part <laughs> where um he was around but it says um yeah, you run, jump, and paint your way through puzzles, puzzle-filled tunnels, while also dealing with an unhelpful AI companion you just can't get rid of. So there you go. Nice. And last but not least, Emmy. Hey, yeah. Um, so last week for our indie day, I played a game. It's called A Mortician's Tale. Uh, it's really quirky. It has this beautiful low poly graphics, but it's literally about a woman who becomes a mortician and you have to go through and read the um, specifications that the families want done with the bodies. And I actually learned a lot, which I thought was interesting about how all of those processes work. I don't necessarily know how... Um, on point it is, but there were definitely things that I didn't know about embalming that I am now privy to and never thought I would need to know. But um, it's really sweet. It has really great music and you just go through with all of these different families and there's a storyline about um, the actual funeral home that you work for. So you kind of go through all that and prep the funerals, and it was really sweet. Um, and that one's made by Laundry Bear Games. Looks like it's the only game that they've put out, and the game came out in 2017. So it's a little bit older, but I would definitely recommend checking that one out. Um, and then... 
for the rest of the time, I've been playing the new released Monster Hunter Stories 2. And that has been super fun. I mm. love it so much. Um, I don't normally play AAA games. And so I was a little taken taken aback by the quality of it. It was so good. Um, just all of the different mechanics of the menus and um, the storyline and graphics is just all great. I definitely say check that one out if you're into that series. But uh, yeah, that's about it for me right now. And I just looked up uh, Mortician's Tale. I love the design of the characters. It's really well done and very pretty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, I think it's like week three of me saying what I'm about to say, which is Sam didn't play anything this week. I will be playing things next week. Death's Door is something that came out and I've been waiting for that game. So that is something that I will be sitting down to play. Um, but for this week, again, Sam has been a sleepy boy and has done set. <laughs> Ooh. Tisk, tisk. Yeah, I, <laughs> Ooh, Raven game I know. Game Raven is it's not sleep Raven. I know. I know. It's not sleep Raven. <laughs> I know. See, whatever happened to Pokemon Sleep? Like, we all need that in our life. Like, whatever happened to that? You turned to Pokemon Unite and then they just made money of yeah. microtransactions. Yep. You can pay to win that game. Dang. Oh, damn. Hard. Oh, no. Yeah. That uh, that one guy, um, Moist Critical. Moist, yeah, yeah, Charlie, he, uh, or whatever. Yeah, Charlie. He he already he did it on stream, like in front of everybody, and was like, "Yeah, I can just spend a hundred dollars and be better than everybody right away and win every game." I think he had like a eighty percent win rate because it's like a MOBA, and so typically win rate of eighty percent is definitely unheard of. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, that is crazy. Wow. Dang. Like a high win rate in a regular mobile would be like, it's like, dude, I have like a 65% or 70%. Like that would be insane. I feel like I'm doing well when mine is like 45. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. People, people typically teeter between like 48 and 52, like average. That makes me feel better about myself. Thank you, bro. Wow. You're welcome. Just the, that little, little chunk of knowledge there for you. Thanks. I think no big deal. The things you can get when you listen to the Game Raven Review podcast. Little nuggets. Little nuggets of knowledge. I love nuggets. Little nuggets. Yes. All right. Thank you all for participating with What Are You Playing? And we'll be right back with the question of the week. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast with the segment we like to call Question of the Week. Every day in our Discord, we post a question for our Discord, which if you want to join, you can go to GameRavenReview.com and there is a link there for our Discord. So the question we pulled out this week is what game series will you continue to play regardless of how well or poorly it pretty much is? And let's start off with Puppet. Well, I think I have the same uh, answer as a lot of people because I grew up with uh, Nintendo, um, which constantly takes advantage of the nostalgia factor. 
And uh, I would always play Pokemon games. Doesn't matter how good they are, I will always play them. Um, and I think Zelda is the same, actually. Um, so definitely, yeah, definitely those two. And just to piggyback off of that, I my choice is also Pokemon. I know the gamer people got mad when Sword and Shield came out and like the national decks is it's too small and everyone like flipped a table and it was like i mean it's a pokemon game like again as much as i love and hate pokemon had a lot of hand holding a lot of hand holding so hand holding pokemon red and blue didn't care about you or your feelings that's true like you were having a bad day well guess what <laughs> like this crit is still going to happen and you have nothing to do with it well now you look at pokemon and Hey, I know the type advantages. Why? Because it's on the screen. Did you need to look it up? Nope. Oh, yeah. It's I remember that. on the I screen remember. now. So if yeah. you fought a rock type or you fought this Pokemon before, oh. hey, is this, is this move just effective or super effective? It tells you. I was so sad about that because, like, <laughs> um, I, I could beat noob, noob players because uh, I knew about, like, <laughs> what, what type advantage was. And then that took that completely away. And I'm like, dang it. Now I don't have an advantage. <laughs> Yeah, we've all been studying for 20 years, so. Right. And that's all out the window now. <laughs> like, when yeah. you start seeing fairy types, I'm like, fairy? what is a fairy type? What? I know. What? Right? Yeah, there was there was a few, like, when they, like, added new types, I was like, well, what exactly is this going to be? You know, obviously, some of them are fairly obvious, but when you start getting to, like, like uh, I guess just for argument's sake, like, like you said, fairy or, like, maybe steel type, but then there's also double typing. So like something that could be super effective against steel would maybe have like a typing of what? I think there's a steel fire or steel psychic. So like since it has mm -hmm. the psychic type and water's only normal effective against psychic, a steel psychic would only be normal effective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just got really complicated. So I do understand a little bit of the handholding, but oh. not totally. But then I see like brilliant, what is it, brilliant diamond or shining pearl, whatever it is. Whatever, the combination of those two words, which I'm like, yeah, huh? That, yeah. Those things, the remakes. I still get kind of excited about it, mm -hmm. though. Those are going to be great. You know, it's like I see it's, it's chibi and I'm like, eh, you're not going to take my money again. Maybe you will. <laughs> I got that Legends game coming out, too, which is going to be like, oh, yeah, what Sword and Shield should be. Oh. Well, I mean, so again, this is going to become a thing. The sword and shield of two frames a second. Yeah. When you look at Legends, and it's like, man, that those frames, bro. Like, I, I just, it doesn't look good. Like, you look around, it's like, mm, please fix this by the time it comes out. What are you gonna do? You're gonna still play yep, it. Yep, we're gonna still buy and it. Complain. <laughs> gonna, and complain. And we're gonna buy it. It's gonna sell millions of dollars, and then complain. We're gonna buy it at full price, and you're gonna complain about it. It only has 20 Pokemon, and the frames are so bad. That's why you got to get the Switch Plus Pro OLED for 50 extra dollars. It does nothing mm -hmm. extra more. Yeah, I feel like Pokemon's like an enigma to me because every time I talk to anybody about it, they always have something to complain about, like whether it's like the um the kinds of new Pokemon that are coming out that don't make any sense or like the um you know the mechanics don't make any sense or the story's bad or like you know whatever, and yet. We all still love it. Let's yeah. be real. Well, yeah. I, would, I would argue that there's no game quite like Pokemon that is in that spotlight like Agreed. that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And as we now end the segment of our Pokemon, 
um complaints and yeah. loves <laughs> <laughs> i mean i got i got a i got a one a series i'm uh, not a series but a game that i would continue to play which was a big one we were just talking about this earlier before the podcast sam would be it'd be runescape and like mm. that was that was kind of my big thing is that i remember i was it's the, also basing off the nostalgia factor is it like all these hours that i sunk into that game as a kid and then it turned into runescape two and three and then it was kind of like fizzled out and then they brought back like the the core and best part about runescape in old school and there's like a big joke within the community just like you never stop playing runescape you just take breaks you just you always come back that's great and i'm on a break right now <laughs> and i and i acknowledge that because <laughs> i might come back and again nuggets you can get here <laughs> the game ranch from podcast didn't know there was a runescape two three or four <laughs> i thought runescape was just runescape well, so there was old school, and then it turned into RuneScape, like, and then it turned to RuneScape. Or no, I'm sorry, old school, and then I think it was RuneScape two, and then RuneScape two turned into three, and then they brought back old school RuneScape, which is funny. It has a higher player base than RuneScape three. Mm, if it's not broke, there's a lot of people that I yeah, there's a lot of people that I talk to um, that play a lot of RuneScape three though, but I'm not super into it. It's it's much more Final Fantasy fourteen World of Warcraft esque. Mm. And I'm not hugely into those ones just because it's like there's just so much stuff going on. This one's super simple and like it's based off a tick system instead of like pressing four skills at once and then you just do like a mass amount of damage. That's like that's what you do. You just keep spamming your your buttons. You know, this one's got a little more. Got to use your brain a little bit more, I think. See, this is why I like bro being on the podcast because it's like going to McDonald's at 2 a.m. Like, it's just full of really good nuggets. I I thought you were going to say, like, he'd be a weird guy at McDonald's late at night just telling you all these things. You're like, yo, I'm just trying to get some French fries. But, yo, RuneScape turned into two and then three. You ever heard about this? You ever heard about this? I just come over. I just come up to you. You're in the drive-thru and I sneak in between the the window and the car. And I'm like, Can I interest you in some nuggets? Some informational <laughs> nuggets? You know if McDonald's has like a secret menu. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know if you ask for light mayonnaise on something, they have to remake the burger? <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> Thanks for the nugget. We need to get a, a shirt that says like bros nuggets. No, no, no. No, no. no, no Can I get that? that? I mean, I'll wear that shirt. <laughs> no. <laughs> get over here. Get over here. Let me give you a nugget. Let me give you a nugget, baby. Oh, no. That'll be on the secret menu. <laughs> Let me get some bros nuggets. Mm. That'll be on the Game Raven, like, yeah. secret oh, no. secret menu merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, like a little RNG. You have to find it. You know? Get- yeah. It'll be one of those links that's, like, it's white and the background's white. So you have to, like, find, wait for the mouse to turn into a little hand. Click on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That works for me. People are going to be on our website, like, looking around now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right. And now, Emmy. No question about that. Mine is Final Fantasy. Um, started playing Final Fantasy, I want to say six when I was younger. And um, the love for it has never ended since then. And no one can convince me that anything bad can come out of any of those because there's always, you know super hot guys you get to play as and that's my favorite thing ever Mm. so emmy (laughs) the teen angst (laughs) you can't get away from the teen angst just the the average 15 year old high school student that's just ripped out of his mind yeah (laughs) with the pointy hair (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. For some reason, it defies gravity. It's a formula that works, okay? And yeah, people listen. It does. I listen. <laughs> I'm distracted constantly. So you so you like so you like lightning, is that is what I'm hearing. I do. Mm. I do like lightning too. Waifus. I was stoked when I went to Vegas and they had lightning just on a giant billboard, and I was like, yes, I'm staying here. He is the greatest of them all. For sure. But yeah. I remember being in a theater and I, I've never played Final Fantasy, which I keep saying that I will, but I, I and I will. It'll happen. But anyway, I remember being in a theater and there was like a Final Fantasy like poster or something. I can't even remember for which one. And I was <laughs> I remember asking, I think Taz actually, I was like, wait, who's that like boy band? That looks like a cool movie. Oh my gosh. Was it fifteen? <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Fifteen was great. I hundred percent of that game. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Easy plat. I don't think that they could do anything with that that I wouldn't like. It's just so classic, too, and the storylines are always amazing. And now, lastly, with Taz, what about you? I'm going to have to say Kingdom Hearts because the series is still going. A lot of confusion. Um, Three wasn't the best one. It wasn't the worst one by any means, but it just kind of, you know, you got nerfed Riku, like some things didn't make sense as, I mean, that's just Kingdom Hearts anyway. Nothing really makes sense. Um, But, you know, and I haven't played the DLC for it. I haven't played, uh, I think it's called Melody of Memories or something like their music timed, like timing music one that is still canon um, as all of their spinoff games are. So I haven't gotten through those ones, but uh, yet but i'm very excited for more kingdom hearts and i will like even if it receives it's poorly received they end up just like dropping the ball on all gaming mechanics and all those things uh i'm gonna still play it because i want to know what happens well right and that's the thing right is it kept bouncing around and they have all these crazy spin-offs where the story goes and it's all a great conclusive story it's just super hard to keep up with yeah my problem with yeah. kingdom hearts is that I was the big, probably one of the biggest fans of Kingdom Hearts, like growing up, and like I loved how towards the end, you know, it gets darker and darker and darker. It gets it gets a little less Disney. Like I enjoyed the Disney. Like you'd never think Final Fantasy and Disney would like mix and be good. You know, that was like the big thing. Mm-hmm. And like then Kingdom Hearts two, I think that was more darker than Kingdom Hearts one towards the end. Right. And then Kingdom Hearts three came out, and I was expecting probably a lot more heavy Final Fantasy, a lot more Final because they had a few Final Fantasy worlds in one two mm-hmm. but there was so much more disney and then you get the last 25 minutes of the game is finally what i wanted was the anime battle oh right and that's it that's it and i was like okay that was dope but i had to go through so much nonsense and singing and frozen worlds yeah to get to it frozen <laughs> oh, hated the frozen world. that's just my stick with it i don't know i'll probably still play it too you know definitely yeah as long as disney like gets their fingers out of it because that's actually the reason they were like Disney because normally it was like Square Enix led all the other games but Disney's like nah fam we got this because mm-hmm. they were going to make Elsa the bad guy in in the Frozen World but they but Disney's like nah she's a princess because the game was delayed for years but nah she's a she's a she's a, a right around the time like maybe a little bit after like a year after Frozen the movie came out was originally supposed to be when Kingdom Hearts is going to come out. So she was an idol, you know, uh, let it goes on the radio. So 
Disney was like, nah, you can't make her a bad guy because we'll lose more money on that. So they completely scrapped it and changed the story and everything like that. So I want more Final Fantasy stuff. Totally agree. And my like, I, I think we talked about on the podcast before. I also enjoyed Kingdom Hearts. I played Kingdom Hearts one and loved little Sora and his big pants <laughs> and big shoes and <laughs> big shoes. And then it was the zippers for me and the zippers. And then I think Emmy mentioned it. It's the other DS PSP, all these other systems I didn't have. So when Kingdom Hearts two came out, I was the kid like, who is this boy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who's, <laughs> who's this guy? What is a Roxas? Do I eat it? Like, I don't know who this person is. And then the lore just, it, 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 it entertains me, but not in the good way. Like, I listen to it and say, mm, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, darkness, darkness, hearts, yeah, you darkness. Need, you needed to play Chain of Memories. That would have helped so much. Well, what was the yeah. one that was like the mobile game that you can't find anymore, but they had to put on like the 2.8 version of it? 2.8 was really good, though. I don't know the mobile game. I think it's the mobile game now, which it used to be online in Japan, which is uh, Union Cross X. Where it was, like, really deep into the lore, and you kind of needed that to kind of help push the story along. And I'm like, why didn't you just release that as a game? Like, I, I just... Again, right. I don't speak the Japanese. I don't, I don't know what any of this is. And then it's like, all right, I just... But it's so shiny, though. And look at Sora. He has new clothes. And look uh, look at Hercules. He's back again, of course. And there's... Oh, they wear X's on their bodies, and they can be tracked by the... Mm. Nobody's. Mm. <laughs> like, when I got to the point of... I've got the evil guy's name. Bald man. And it's like, yeah, he... Xehanort? Xehanort, yes, because he norts people. That's right. Nort norts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can track you if you put an X on you, and that's when I kind of threw my hands and said, "All right, <laughs> like I'm taking, like like bro, two sec, I'm gonna take a break." <laughs> like I just, oh my gosh. no, like no, guys, guys, Disney, no. It's just a lot to keep up yeah. with. Like Roxas is Sora, but Venus looks like Roxas, but he's not Sora. It's too, it's too much. But again, it is something also that I still enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> the heart fragments, man. They all look the same. Yes. And Sora looks like that other dude. And then, like, this heart fragment is a fragment off this. Don't get me started. Don't get me, a, don't get me started on Nominee. Nominee is just, <laughs> I'm going to throw something. Nominee is Bay. Oh, <laughs> Nominee's. What? What's wrong with Nominee? Nominee's Bay. She is Bay. Nominee's reason for being, if I remember correctly, is Sora's, no, Sora and Kyrie's heart were like in the same body at one point in time. Sora then became a nobody, became a heartless, I'm sorry, became a heartless that then somehow made nominee because, uh, Ka not Kyrie, Because a piece of Kyrie's heart was in right. Sora. But Kyrie is a princess of light, so she can't become a heartless because reasons. But nominee is there, and yeah. that's how she can manipulate people's memories of Sora. Yeah, because whenever you turn into heartless, you have a nobody that splits off also. See, even even that explanation <laughs> was too much for me to keep up with, and then you want me to play four games to find that out? <laughs> like, uh... Like, just put the controller down. Uh, like, seven, seven okay. games. Honestly, seven honestly, games. just play two and then stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Aww. god. She was the best one. So, Taz and I, uh, I think, it, yeah, it was the last PAX we went to. We went to a panel. And it was like, oh my god, <laughs> called um, like Kingdom Hearts um, lore or something. It was just talking about it, like story, story, yeah, right. 
and I have no context because I played like part of one um, and I've, you know, been around Taz uh, and I sat there and it was like a whole hour and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what is going on <laughs> still. <laughs> I'm like, this is if this is really important, too. And you don't have to look at it now, but I'm going to drop this picture and it helps with everything. So they used a lot of pictures, too, bro. Like a mm. lot of them. And I was just so confused. Mm. <laughs> the correlation diagram. Okay. The correlation mm -hmm. diagram. That's all you need. All right. There you go. The funny thing was, like, we, I thought it was going to be like actually like Square Enix talking about it at this thing. I'm like, oh, cool. That'd be... It was literally some dude, just some nerd with a laptop. <laughs> just some nerd. Invested. And he was wrong on some parts. He was incorrect on some oh, parts. No. He was doing his best. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I had to hold Taz back from going up on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd fight. It's like, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Nerd fight. <laughs> oh, man. So thank you guys for all your answers. And if you want to answer these questions yourself, go ahead and go to GameRavenReview.com. There's a link there for our Discord. And we'll be right back with our main segment of the podcast. See you there. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast to our main topic, which would be game mechanics. And for everyone, not myself, but for everyone else, let's start off with a brief de definition of what a game mechanic is. And I'll go to Bro Tuzak for that. Make Taz do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, bro? <laughs> mm. I mean, any of us could answer that. I missed the explanation. <laughs> Taz is the only one who actually knows what game mechanics means. So look, I know what a game mechanic is. Like I can walk and I can look and I got cameras. Okay. You want me to just spout off buzzwords? Is that what you want? No. Buzzwords. We're leaving this in, right? Yeah, probably. Thank you. Running, walking. <laughs> mm, see? Again, shooting. that all these works. Yes. These are words. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, keep 360, going. 360 no scope. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Any more? No. Uh, cooking, fishing. Yay. Chore simulator. Chores. That is a good one. Cooking is fun. I'm always doing chores in game. All right, take it away, Taz. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look. So on the the Googles of Wikipedia, uh, game mechanic refers to in tabletop games and video games. Game mechanics are the rules that govern and guide the player's actions as well as the game's response to them. The game's mechanics thus effectively specifies how the game will work for the people who play it. There are no concrete accepted definitions of game mechanics. So to put it into examples for some of your, like Brody Zach <laughs> nailed it, technically okay, was you, right. You had, a, you had a thing, you had a, you had a sheet to look at. You guys were just like, and take it away, Brody Zach. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, you're up. <laughs> You're up. I was like, <laughs> all right, words. I thought you were here for that. I no, really, just, really did so think you were here no, for right that. No, right before we started, I was like, hold on, I got to go really quick. I'll be right back. And that's right when you started explaining the whole like spreadsheet thing. We thought you were going to reach into your McDonald's bag of nuggets and just like pull one out, you know? You but know? that's okay. Yeah. It sounds like Taz has some nuggets too. I've expended all of my nuggets oh. for now. Okay. Yeah, you guys ate them too fast. You ran out. Ten piece nugget. Gosh, that always happens. Oh. Give me some Taz nuggets. I'm the crazy one at the Wendy's 
right down the street, you know. Ah, uh, that two for five. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That two for five is nice. Four for he's four. got spicy nuggets. Oh, yeah, he's got the spicy nuggets. Yeah, so examples of game mechanics would be um, cooking in games, your inventory system in games like Pokemon or Stardew. Um, Breath of the Wild has an adaptive soundtrack. So if you make an action, or if you're walking, the music just kind of follows you with it. Also, the fast travel system in almost all open world games. Those are just some of the top examples. Of course, like it said, there's no like concrete like, yes, walking is a game mechanic. So you can kind of go about there and kind of kind of think about all those. You know, it's kind of weird how how like how vastly different game mechanics are for the purpose of their game, which can make or break the game entirely. Like jumping. Like jumping. Some games don't have jumping. And those, those are the trap. Like you don't, you never jump really in real life. But if you don't have a game that, if you have a game that does not let you jump, trash game. You better not say that to Dark Souls players. That's a fair point. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure all those FromSoft games is like, what is, what is this X for? Not jumping. Not jumping. <laughs> Sekiro has a jump. Oh, yeah. And the grapple system. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. Game mechanic. Game mechanic. Okay, but I am trying to think of the last time I actually jumped. So that's a fair point. Yeah. But you never do that. Or like sprint, like to your next destination all the time. (laughs) Because in real life, you get tired. In video games, you're a video game. My stamina comes back. You don't get tired. Yeah. You just wait for your stamina to come back. Oh, yeah. Game mechanic. Stamina. Mm. (laughs) Boom. And and I love being able to upgrade stamina by whatever random means because i collected some coins and said sure i want my heart and lungs to be better yeah, shoot me up <laughs> now i can run fast yeah ate the right leaf the right leaf <laughs> make sure you don't eat the wrong leaf because that's also a game mechanic yes mm. yes okay but i immediately for my least favorite game mechanic my first thought was in Valheim when you cut down one of the trees and then the whole forest falls on you. I <laughs> that I hate that game mechanic. It's just real life. You know, I love it though. I was like, this is the best game ever. Like, you know, the trees are the real enemy here. I know, they really were. Yeah, it's Gravity's not your friend. No. Gravity is not your friend. Cutting down trees is bloody work, man. Gravity's a terrible game mechanic. I think I got killed more by trees than anything <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. Would a reward system like, what again, achievements be a game mechanic? Again, asking for a friend, asking for a friend. It would be uh, not necessarily in like your trophy system or your achievements in on Xbox or PlayStation. But I think the ones that give you like give you something in the game for accomplishing something um, like for like Stardew Valley, you collect enough of these things, you go to the community center, you place your things and then you get stuff out of it so yeah it depends if you're getting if it's if you're getting stuff then yeah i think it'll be a game mechanic like in zelda if i connect get enough heart pieces i get an extra heart yes yeah mm. nice game mechanic game i think it's one of my favorites if i'm going towards favorites of things of within the world that i am in i went out of my way to collect these things i want to be rewarded for that i get extra life now yeah yeah or like in Breath of the Wild, collecting the, the golden poops, for, <laughs> for that Maraca guy. I'm, I'm I've never played Breath of the Wild. I don't know what that. I'm not. <laughs> uh huh. Me, me either. I don't. I don't. I was like, you're speaking gibberish, <laughs> mm-hmm. but accurately. 
accurate gibberish game mechanic mm. like animal crossing that's like animal crossing speech <laughs> oh my gosh yes you automatically owe ten thousand dollars game mechanic awesome <laughs> accurate gibberish <laughs> <laughs> tom nook game mechanic he really is in debt for no reason game mechanic. that just sounds like life though <laughs> Yeah, true. I know, right? Well, speaking of life, oh, no. uh, I think my favorite game mechanic is, and I don't, I, I assume this is a game mechanic, is being able to respawn. Because that's a luxury that I don't have in real life. But in games, like, I can die over and over again, mm. and I don't have to worry about the fact that, like, I won't come back. So mm -hmm. that's probably my favorite. And if you ever watch me play games, you know it's my favorite because I die all the time. I'm like, ooh, can I do this? Oh, nope. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So that's my favorite. You wouldn't like roguelikes then? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it's very convenient. I hate games that, like, if I die, it takes me back to, like, the main menu. Yeah. It's, it's more, they don't really do that anymore. It's more of an old school gaming thing. But, I, uh, probably, I think the game you were playing for your Spooky Saturday, every time you died, you had to, like, load the game well you can choose to not have that um you can choose to yeah um but i did because it i don't know in the description it was like if you play it this way it's going to be harder i'm like yes i want this to be as difficult as possible because <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing so <laughs> oh, okay okay so even that that's a game mechanic if you want if, if that's the option to make it like more difficult like on the like the respawning thing it's a big deal in like rpgs like aka final fantasy if you don't save before a big battle mm. or you just don't save in general, yeah. you will go back to the main menu and you will mm -hmm. start over from the last time that you saved. <sighs> but new games are like, oh, this is an autosave mm -hmm. feature. So every time you like pass like the threshold of the like so-called open world that, you know, what are the it's like an open world, but everything's uh, mm -hmm. deloading behind you and loading in front of you type of deal. Yeah. yeah. So every time you pass a certain threshold, you get an autosave feature. Yeah. So you'll start from wherever you autosaved last, which is helpful. Yeah, that's more of a quality of life thing, I think, than yeah. like a... But that could still be a game mechanic, quality of life things. I guess it is a game mechanic, yeah. Yeah, and I think my least favorite game mechanic um, is probably when you're in a game where you have to, like, I don't know, visit a stone to, like, save or, like, go see a black cat to save or something. And like you're going in the game and uh, you don't know when the next checkpoint will be. And there's no way to save unless you like hit that checkpoint and or like I was playing um, one game where you had to have like a certain amount of items that allowed you to save. But oh. they were pretty scarce. Oh, I played a game like that. Before. It was so awful. And it was like That's the it worst. was a horror game. And I was just like running around and I'm like, I'm just trying to find this like uh piece of parchment so i can save my game and it was terrible and i don't like that because i i don't know i i'm i don't do well focusing on one thing for a long time so i'm like what if i have to suddenly get up and go do something right um yeah and or like when you pause the game the game isn't really paused mm -hmm. like your mm, character yep. can still get hurt and stuff because i'm like well what if i have to go do something and i don't know that's the worst. I just gotta go find that black cat or stone or something yeah, get myself some parchment and ink so I can write down where I was. Oh, no. It's, yeah. Um, not that I have to, like, in reality, I don't have to jump up to do anything very often, but it's, like, the constant looming fear that, like, I don't know. Something's going to happen, and for some reason I will care more about the fact that my character in the game is dying than I am in real life. <laughs> so Just impending doom. 
yeah, just impending doom, like anxiety of like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I have a lovely story about saving mechanics, which again is a game mechanic because you need to save your games. And young Sam had a little game, some of you might have heard of called Pokemon Red, where, you know, before the internet, you just kind of had to play the game. Like there was no like internet you go to and say, should I do this? And you'd be like, yeah, probably not. So I went into a little room, I think it's called the electric plant, and saw this bird. And I was like, hey, bird, cool. And I decided to not save my game. <gasps> and oh. then I killed said bird. <laughs> no. And then it was that moment of like, friends like, oh man, did you get Zapdos? I'm like, what now? What? You're like, you know, Zapdos, yeah, you gotta go to the power plant and you gotta cut down the tree and you get to fight, you get to catch Zapdos. I'm like, Mm, no, I, I didn't do that. I did. Oh, and then it's like, but I saved afterwards. And then it was also that moment of like, now with games, like you have the auto save function. So I'm like, whatever auto save, right? Yeah, I gotta rotate your saves, kids. I just always hard save before yes. any big nonsense. Oh, I just save like early and often all the time. I, I get one item and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go save because <laughs> I. Because nope. you mentioned the like having inventory to save, that reminds me of their old school Resident Evil, where you had to get like ink ribbons and things. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, what did you what did you do? We kept the game on all night. That is what you did. <laughs> like. You kept that CD playing the entire oh, yeah. night because uh, it's like that. I don't have an ink ribbon. Right? Yeah. Don't have an ink ribbon, and I don't know where to find one because again, internet's not a thing yet. So, mom, this is gonna be on all night. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't don't touch it. Make sure the cats don't walk on it. Like, yeah. I thought you were gonna say in Pokemon Red that the uh, that your battery died uh, in the game, so when it, so you can never save again. Oh, oh yeah. I remember that happened with because I think they all lasted about twenty years, and then it like popped up on the internet that it was like everyone make sure you check your batteries on your uh, Game Boy Advance game or sorry, not did Game Boy Advance have the batteries? I think it was just Game Boy Color and and just Game Boy. Uh, Game Boy Advance games also do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It only uses the tiniest amount of power to like hold a save file on your like watch battery, so it lasts for a very long time. But once it's gone, it's gone forever, and you can't ever save again until you change the battery out. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've had those close encounters though when you got I think it was, it was like a little red light on your Game Boy, but it's like that battery's draining. It's like, but I gotta, I gotta beat this one last Pokemon trainer. And then it dies. Let me save. Please, please let it save before it dies. Oh, man. Yes. Yep. Again, saving. Game mechanic. Mm-hmm. Game mechanic. Some games that I'm like, especially nowadays of games, like like Prey was like the last one I can think of. So when you're playing a first-person shooter, but you mm-hmm. can't look down iron sights, just drives me nuts. I don't know if you can kind of like picture this visual, but like, when you don't when there's no iron sights you just in order to aim as opposed to firing from the hip you just like it's just the equivalent of moving your head closer right next to your your gun i guess that's like, weird it's like a weird zoom in thing as opposed to actually aiming the gun because fallout 3 uh had that but then uh fallout new vegas um actually allowed you to look down iron sights and you can actually aim appropriately and for like parade doesn't have that i'm like i'm using a silenced pistol but i can't aim down it like i don't understand so i feel like that's a 
pretty pretty iffy one for me. Did you ever see with like third person shooters that like because this is a game mechanic within third person shooters? You're like, hold on, let me go check what's around the corner, and you can just like walk all the way up to the wall and then turn the camera. <laughs> yeah, and then be like, all right, <laughs> yeah. Someone did like a, someone did like an accurate representation of what that would look like in real life. <laughs> it's like, hold on, let me just let me just see what's around the corner. It's just a guy staring in the wall. Oh my god! He's like, what are you? Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking around the corner. <laughs> yes. oh. Oh, but I love that in game, like games tuned to lean. That's a game mechanic for third person shooters. You can see around the corner. It is. Yeah. Game nice. mechanic. Yeah. There is a one one game mechanic that is kind of it's kind of a hot topic um, for the uh, open world gaming community and it's using the fast travel system mm. in games and some people argue that it kind of it, it it doesn't allow you to enjoy the game as much you can't really have these random encounters if you're constantly fast traveling from point a to point b sure it's convenient i like it but you miss out on a lot a majority of content without even realizing it um i think the only game i've never fast traveled with was spider-man marvel spider-man for the ps4 because traveling in that game was lit swinging around freaking new york it was mm. awesome <laughs> loved it but massive games like red dead redemption or final fantasy 15 had a, like interesting way of doing it because you still like get in your car for long distances and you can just autopilot it that was obnoxious though I hate it. Yeah, you can also like pay money f to like hit a loading screen to like get there, but you'd still lose gas and stuff. Yeah, I was really disappointed in <laughs> Pokemon when they when you use fly when you mm -hmm. can actually fly on one of your Pokemon anymore. You had like a a generic like crow with like a I don't know a Corvic Knight tax with a little basket. I liked it when I I liked and hated when it was a game that you didn't unlock fast travel until a certain point in the game. Mm. Like it was a reward. Yeah, 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 it was a reward. So basically, let's say you get to all of it was it was more typical in like older games or smaller games where like, let's say there's, I don't know, for sake of an argument, like seven towns, but it's all with on the way there. And then let's say once you get to like, like some of them, you'd have to be like, OK, I got to go back to the third town. I'm at the fifth town. So I got to go through two towns, you know, not a big deal. But then let's say when you get to the final town, you're like you got to go back to the first town. But they're like, oh, you have fast travel, so I can just go all the way back mm. to the first town instead of having to walk all the way through all these encounters where obviously none of these encounters make any sense for me to have to go through for the next like 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense, especially when the game is more linear like that. Um, one that sticks out to me for fast travel is like Skyrim. I can't imagine having to walk from one end of the map to the other end of the map over and over just to do you know one of those quests mm -hmm. that would be a lot even though you do mm -hmm. end up traversing the whole map you still have to get to that point to fast right. travel to it anyway because like some quests can be at the very edge of the map and then yeah like let's say then you have to go you do your hunter gathering quest and then you got to go all the way back to that guy but i think they made it to where you can fast travel back to the quest start yeah, I was thinking of like more open world stuff like in Breath of the Wild or like Valheim or whatever, like would I use fast travel? And I if if there's a gathering element, like sometimes I really don't just because I'm like, oh, well, 
if I just don't fast travel, then I can gather a lot of these materials and then I don't have to go like find them or whatever. So I feel like, um, yeah, Emmy pointed out like linear games are very different from open world games, like whether or not fast travel is like a good idea. Um, yeah. And a small rebuttal to um, Taz's Spider-Man point. Um, <clears throat> as much as I do enjoy that game, because I really, really like Marvel Spider-Man PS4, because that's the name of that game to me. Um, again, like I also enjoy traversing the, the city. It's really cool to see like Avengers Tower and Doctor Strange's house, and like it's cool to find those places. But like when I only have like ten other things to find, and they're all across like the map, I'm hitting that fast travel. Like I just need to. I need, I just want to clear this 100. percent I want to be done. I just I just want this to be over now, so I can do something else. And with me with playing um it on the PS5. It eliminates the cutscene. So the cute little Spider-Man taking the subway, which again in universe I just found hilarious. Yeah, that was a good like little thing. Like that to me distracted me a little bit. Like, oh, all right, I guess I'm fast traveling. But then I also get to see random New Yorker who's like not even bothered that Spider-Man is like sleeping on the train. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, he he gets on the four eleven all the time. You know, it's like, all right, that's funny. <laughs> that's like that's world building within this. But at the same time, for me, it's like, I just want, I want this to be done. Like, I want to get that stupid backpack mm-hmm. and, I don't know, trace those chemicals for Harry. And then I want to be done with this game so I can play something else. And I, I can say, I finished Spider-Man. Yay. And, like, webbing around, which, again, game mechanics, really good game mechanic is that yeah. webbing around. At the same time, though, I can also see... Again, people being like, I just want to finish. I want to get all the backpacks, so let me just zoom across here to this section of the map. I'll get all those backpacks, and I'll go fast travel to the other side of the map, get all those backpacks, and finish it up. Which, for me, I like, I, I, I like that. At least I like, I like having that option, at least. To say, right. yes, I can fast travel here. Whether or not I want to is still my mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, for the sake of time, we do need to wrap up, by the way. <laughs> As your editor. <laughs> Are we keeping that in? Good. We're going to keep that in. So, guys, as you heard from said editor, um, again, we will be ending the podcast here. Thank you all for joining me today at the Game Raven Review Podcast. I have been Sam. You can find me pretty much on all social media at Sam said it DFW. And Puppet, where can they find you? I am Puppet Master N. That's Puppet Master E-N. And you can find me on all the socials. Um, and I am on Twitch as well. So Friday nights, I stream indies uh, for Game Raven Review on their channel. And then I return back to my own channel on Saturdays and Sundays. So it's a good time. Come see me. Emmy. I'm Emmy. And I go by Emerald Rays on all of my socials. Um, I am a streamer for myself and for Game Raven Review on Tuesday nights, as well as hosting our Raven parties on Monday nights. As? Uh, you can find me at TazCDevil3 on all social media platforms. I do stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and then indie games on Wednesday on the Game Raven Review Twitch channel. And Bro Tuzak. And I'm Bro Tuzak. That's B R O T U Z A K. And you can find me on every social media platform you could think of um, under Bro Tuzak. 
I also stream for myself, uh, twitch.tv slash Botuzak, and we also stream on Sunday for indie games on the Game Raven Review Twitch. And don't forget, this Saturday, the 31st, starting at midnight, midnight the 31st, right when the clock strikes, 24-hour charity stream, we're raising money for the kids. Yeah, yeah. And someone will get pied in the face for every $100, I believe, correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. Again, everyone but me, because I, I, I don't volunteer as tribute. <laughs> um, and as always, you can find us on Twitter and Twitch, where we'll be having this 24-hour live stream at Game Raven Review. And also, you can find us at GameRavenReview.com. And there will be a link there to join our Discord. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. Until next time.